Hello, my name is Daniel Nenny, founder of SemiWiki, the open forum for semiconductor professionals. Welcome to the Semiconductor Insiders podcast series. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, please post it on semiwiki.com and we'll get right to it. My guest today is Dan Kopatrin. Dan joined TSMC in 2007. Prior to his current role heading up the Design Infrastructure Management Division, Dan led the Japan Customer Strategy Team, the technical marketing and support team for the EMEA region in Amsterdam, and was part of the original team leading the formation of the TSMC Open Innovation Platform. Prior to TSMC, Dan worked at Chartered Semiconductor, both in the U.S. and Singapore, and worked at LSI Logic. Welcome to the podcast, Dan. Thank you. Glad to be here. So, Dan, when did TSMC first collaborate with ecosystem partners, and what was the reason behind it? Yeah, TSMC uh, first collaborated with uh, ecosystem partners since uh, 2001. I think in, at that time, we were working with um, EDA partners on the uh, design IC reference Pro that focused on the uh, manufacturing side. So, uh, this, so it's been quite some time already. So that, that time was 0.25, if I remember correctly. It was 0.25 and we started working on the design reference flow. And that collaboration has paved way to uh, the current OIP that we expanded to include IP, EDA, cloud, memory substrate, testing, and OSAT for, for the advanced packaging. Yeah, I remember I actually worked with TSMC on one of the first reference flows. I was uh, helping a couple of EDA companies, and it was quite an experience. What did TSMC learn from developing the reference flow with, with the partners? Actually, quite, quite a few things. I mean, if you look at, uh, based on our experience, uh, so in, in 2008, uh, we launched uh, OIP. Actually, uh, our, our founder, uh, Morris Zhang, um, he introduced uh, OIP to the world. So that, that was when about uh, N40. Uh, it, it changed uh, the paradigm from the reference flows to more collaborative approach. Right? So instead of, uh, instead of uh, TSMC creating a reference flow based on uh, technologies, we look at how, how we can work together with the partners, with the customer to collaborate early and also put the innovation together so that the uh, customer can take advantage of this. So that's when, that's when we launched the uh, OIP. So it's been 15 years. This is a 15 years anniversary. Yeah, yeah, 15 years. I, I remember uh, Morris called it the Grand Alliance, I think, or something like that uh, prior to uh, OIP. But, you know, how and why did TSMC create the official OIP ecosystem? I mean, how did you go about it? Yeah, I think, yeah, you alluded to the, the Grand Alliance. So back back in 2008, uh, uh, TSMC founder, Dr. Morris Zhang, he introduced the Open Innovation Platform. Uh, it was part of the uh, original Grand Alliance, because the Grand Alliance, if you look at it, it includes the equipment makers, uh, materials, the device, and so on, right? So the OIP was, uh, was created as part of the uh, the design infrastructures to help customers and partners to reduce the, uh, the design barrier. Uh, the initial concept, the initial concept was quite simple. I mean, it's, maybe now it sounds trivial, but the initial concept was quite simple. How, do we, how can we collaborate early and uh, using the innovation from TSMC technologies 
the partners' innovations and also customer input so that we can have the uh, design infrastructure earlier and, we'll, and reduce the duplications. So that was the, the overall why behind it. And on the house side, I think that's a quite uh, in interesting. Uh, when we launched this uh, OIP in 2008, I think Dan, you were there. Uh, it was, uh, it's not the way the OIP is today. There was a lot of, uh, at the beginning, uh, we had uh, almost two years of brainstorming with partners. Uh, I think you were, you were there in the original 2008 uh, meeting, that's where we have uh, all the EDA partners, all the e-partners in one room, and we brainstorm what this OIP should look like. Because the, we want to have a collaborative approach so that the, uh, the fruit of the products, customer can, can reduce the time to market, reduce the cost of the design. And we took two years to brainstorm and then and came up with this uh, OIP. The, the way it is today. And it, we still, it's still uh, changing, right? Adopting to the changes in the industry. Yeah, yeah, no, I do remember that meeting. Um, so another yeah. question, Dan, is how did TSMC bring together ecosystem partners and you know, foster an environment of collaboration and partnership between you know, companies that actually compete with each other, right? I, I think the, the goals are the same. I mean, if you look at the uh, uh, different EDA partners, IP partners, uh, they may be competing against each other, but the goals are the same, right? And the goal is to, to find the innovative ways to make it uh, easier for customer to design, to adopt the technology and go to productions uh, quicker. So with, with that in mind, uh, I think the alignment between each different partners pretty straightforward because uh, at the end, the most innovative uh, solutions will win, right? But, uh, but the OIP itself, um, we create this platform because the platform is based on a TSMC technology. And then with that technology, with, with early access, with early uh, exchange and, and support from TSMC, each of the partners can bring their innovation together with the input from the customer as well so that uh, they can have the EDA tools ready. Let's say, for example, we launch N2, we provide them with the early, early information. So EDA tools will be ready when they launch at N2. When the IP need to be there at N2, so we provide early access to the design rules and each of the partners will, will uh, use that to develop the IP so that when we launch N2, everything's ready. So what are some of your favorite memories of working with the OIP ecosystem in the past 15 years? You know, there's got to be something you can share with us. Yeah, this is uh, yeah, very, very interesting. I mean, there's, there's uh, the, the personal side and then also the, the business side, right? The, the personal side, I think I, uh, in 2008, when we actually have a first launch of the uh, uh, OIP uh, partner, we would say partners uh, discussions. Uh, I think my, my boss back then, uh, S.T. Zhuang, uh, who's actually in my position today, uh, he, he was supposed to want be the one that launched the, uh, the OIP uh, partners, but uh, he had an, an accident and broke his foot. And uh, I still remember uh, he was supposed to do the opening and I end up uh, 
And up he has to do a, a picture, a video in with his uh, broken foot on the uh, wheelchairs. I think, Dan, you remember that, right? So it's quite, quite funny. I do. Yes, it's quite yeah. funny. Yeah, I do. I do remember that. That's pretty funny now that you bring it up. What That's are some ahead. of the few milestones that epitomize, you know, the best technology partnerships that TSMC has enabled with uh, design partners through OIP? You know, is there any customer innovation that, you know, you can talk about? Yeah, if you look at the uh, this year OIP uh, keynotes, AMD, yeah, they are guest speakers. Um, they're talking about the 3D packaging, the MI300, the next generation accelerator. And that that's a, epitomized the uh, the OIP. You look at the uh, advanced packagings that come together, the the IP that needs to take IPs, the EDA two that need to put all these things together, and this pretty much OIP spirit right of the uh, 3D fabrics, uh, 3D fabric alliance partner from the substrate, from the design, from the uh, IPs, from the testing so that can help AMD to to provide, have this uh, product in the market quickly. Yeah, AMD certainly is a good example because they're using chiplets and such. Uh, so Dan, let, let me just read to you some numbers. This is from the last uh, TSMC uh, conference. It's uh, It said that more than 3,000 TS employees are part of OIP plus 10,000 people from more than 100 OIP partners and OIP now includes 50,000 titles with 43,000 tech files and 2,800 PDKs. I mean, that, that's an amazing accomplishment, right? Yeah, I think in, in the past uh, 15 years, right, we start off this at 40, now we're at two nanometer. And it's not just a two nanometer, two nanometer we also expand it to analog, IF, silicon photonics, and uh, 3D Fabrics Alliance. And, and those number, you look at IP, in 2008, when we launched this, we have only 1,500 IPs. Now we have over 70,000 titles. This is not just uh, from a few partners. We have grown the number of IP partners, uh, uh, but quite a few of them. So now we have over 110 partners across all six alliances. Right? So the, the depth, and the, the collaborations that we have with the partners is quite uh, tremendous. That's just an amazing accomplishment. Uh, you know, congratulations. Um, so what's next for the OIP ecosystem? Yeah, the, the next big frontier, I mean, you're going from 2D, and a lot of people talk about uh, 3D IC, 3D fabrics, right? The stacking technologies, which uh, we TSMC provide uh, COVAS, uh, in four oh, SOIC 3Ds, and also a combination of that. Right? I mean, that, that's going to be the next frontier. So that's going to be a big challenge for, for OIP, is try to bring in uh, different type of partners. Right? You look at in the past, the, the OIP is, uh, is dealt mostly with the design ecosystem. But to do a 3D fabrics, you need to extend beyond the, just a simple design ecosystem. You need to add in the substrate, uh, the memories providers, uh, the OSAT, and testing is going to be a, a fairly difficult part when you have all these uh, chips stuck, stuck together and how to test them uh, quickly. And and also the to get all these pieces together, the interoperability is going to be uh, extremely important. Right? So 
TSMC last year, uh, we launched uh, 3D blocks to help uh, modularize the uh, 3D IC and also trying to create a interoperability uh, between the uh, EDA partners. Right. You know, we mentioned competition. Uh, competition is, is intensified between semiconductor companies and overall complexity of chip design and manufacturing uh, is intensifying. How has TSMC through OIP continued to maintain collaboration with all these ecosystem partners? Yeah, I think the, those are good questions. I mean, the OIP, because the one, one item, one item is an OIP is, is matter of trust, right? Because uh, uh, we have been running this OIP for the past 15 years. Uh, and cust customers has been, uh, have a big trust in OIP. And the partners have a great success in OIP in terms of uh, when they, they do collaborations, uh, they can be successful in their, their product launch. Uh, and we still also continue to innovate with our partners. Uh, this, I just mentioned the 3DIC. So there are many other things that we can all work together to achieve the success for, for ourselves and our customer. Yeah, you mentioned 3DIC. So what's the TSMC strategy to drive the 3DIC design and system level innovation? On the 3D IC side, um, last year we launched a 3D Fabric Alliance, uh, which bring together traditional OIP, OIP partners, the EDA IP, the DCA, Design Service, and the Cloud Alliance. Uh, we added the substrate, we added the memory providers, we added the testing, and we added OSAT. So for if you look at 3D IC, uh, the, the stack is not just the SOC anymore. It has to include all the way from the uh, the chip to all the way to the substrate, which is going to be attached to the PCB. And the analysis, they all have to work together. Right? It's not just one. In the past, you can just look at SOC alone. Uh, but now, SOC can be stacking on top of SOC, and they are from different technology. And then you have a memory that can sit on the side. And then you have a memory, uh, another type of memory that sit on the, another side. And then you have a substrate that you go uh, on top, of, the chip go on top of the substrate. So all those things, all the analysis has to go all go together. Right. So what is 3D blocks? I mean, you, we've talked about this before, but why does TSMC want to open this up and make it an industry-wide open standard? We launched uh, 3D blocks uh, last year uh, to tackle the 3D IC. What, what we saw when we, we start getting into this uh, 3D IC is that the interoperability is uh, a lot of headache. If you, even though uh, you think, uh, let's say I, I use uh, EDL2 for one vendors, uh, you go from SOC tied to the chip packaging, advanced packaging, even within the same same uh, company tools, they don't talk to each other. The two don't talk to each other. So to get this thing to work properly, you need to have ability to uh, go from the, the SOC to the packaging and back. So that was the initial thought on the 3D blocks. Uh, so we create uh, a language that can be uh, read by 
different EDA tools, including uh, across different uh, different uh, vendors, so that the customer can get all these pieces uh, together. So we we create 3D blocks to modularize, modularize and make it create interoperability in, in EDA tools. So after we launched uh, 3D blocks 1.0 last year, uh, this year at OIP, we launched uh, 3D blocks 2.0. Uh, the goals for the 2.0 2, 2 is to allow customer to do feasibility study and also uh, create a, a tech file so that the customer can do automatic routing that goes to auto route of the, the info or the substrate. And the one, one of the problems that we see is that uh, uh, when you go to 3DIC, you could have uh, many, many chiplets. Uh, in the past, the PCB can handle one, a few chip, maybe a thousand, a few thousand pins. But now you're going to uh, multiple chiplet and also uh, multiple type of memory. And you could have millions and tens of millions of bumps. And uh, what we saw is that uh, it was not easy for customer to do uh, routing because a lot of the substrate and the uh, info routing in the past is a semi semi automated. Okay, so part of the 2.0 is to create a tech file and also work with EDA partners to uh, create auto auto routing of the substrate. It's not quite there yet, but it's, it's, it, will, it will be there with the 3D blocks 2.0. And, and and then you asked me about why we open this up to to uh, everybody. I think I think 3D IC is a uh, is a uh, industrial wide things. I mean, it's, everybody has to it has to be open. Right? Our goal is not to create uh, something that's proprietary to TSMC. We want it uh, to be open so that it can be used by everybody. So from the beginning of the 3D blocks, we when we work with the EDA partners, we already decided to keep this open and. Uh, Every 3D blocks that uh, language that we we launch and announce, we open to everybody to download, including our uh, OSAD partners, and also including the our competitor as well. I mean, the foundries they can all use this. Uh, it's, it's it's good for the whole industry. Yeah, I I agree completely. Can you talk a little bit about the progress you've made through the 3D Fabric Alliance in the past year? Okay, so the 3D Fabrics uh, Alliance uh, has grown quite a bit. I think this year we add uh, two more partners. Uh, so they may have 21 uh, 3D Fabrics uh, Alliance partner across the industry. And let me take it one by one. Let's say, for example, the, the memory side, uh, HBM. Uh, we work with SK, Samsung, and, and Micron, which is our uh, 3D Fabric Alliance partners on the uh, the current HBM3 and HBM3E, and also we had discussed about how the, the next generation HBM4. Right? And on the, on the substrate side, we work with our partner Evidence and UMTC uh, to achieve auto routing, right? And also the ability to do DRC. So in the past, uh, the substrate partners will work with the EDA vendors, but uh, they're more looking at the more semi-manuals. Right, but to to do to be able to do the whole stack analysis, the substrates is very important. Right, so we work with the evidence and connect them with the EDA partners, with TSMC, so they they can understand how 
how the SOC integration works. And the goal is to improve the customer productivity by 10x instead of currently uh, semi-manuals, so they can go more automated. And on the testing side, then you understand, after you, you stick all the, uh, the dye together, it's not easy to test. And even, even before you, you do the uh, uh, advanced packaging, uh, it's not easy to, to probe all the, uh, all, the, all the dye. So we need to be ability to do testing uh, after do packaging. So we work with the uh, AT partners and the EDA partners to, on the, how to do testing of the advanced, advanced packaging and also the SOIC on it. The goal is to improve the speed of testing. And you know, the speed of the testing is cost, as you know. Right. One last question, Dan. Um, how has the 3D Fabric Alliance addressed uh, the original goals of accelerating 3D Fabric ecosystem innovation, like speeding up 3D Fabric customer adoption and leading the industry in system design? Yeah, I think, this, this past year has been uh, tremendous. And you talk about 3D blocks. All of four EDA partners uh, is adopting 3D blocks. Uh, many of them already gonna plan to make 3D blocks the native uh, inputs to, the, to their tools. So interoperability has come a long way. And uh, we also have uh, EDA partners who are not original members. They also plan to create, adopt 3D blocks as their standard as well. And on the IP side, uh, you saw the UCIE, right? We have uh, our partners is developing a UCIE on multiple type of nodes to make sure that uh, the chip that is uh, can communicate, right? The memories, memory side, uh, same thing. You see HBM3, HBM4, and with this, uh, with this uh, AI, uh, AI boom, you can see a lot more. A lot more customers are moving toward uh, 3D and advanced packaging, and the 3D fabric is going to be a uh, tremendous help in the uh, development of their products. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate your time, and I appreciate uh, your efforts with OIP. It's a great conference. Thank you. That concludes our podcast. Thank you all for listening, and have a great day.